welcome back to Brunch Talks with Mandy Rose, a place where we discuss today's social issues, highlight some local women, and what's brunch without your favorite drink and some funny stories. So go ahead, pour yourself a glass, and let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Brunch Talks with Mandy Rose. Uh, Today is part of the Disney series that we'll be looking at some of the Disney princesses, discussing some of the ideas and everything that we got from these movies as kids. Um, Once again, I want to say this isn't hate on Disney. We actually all still watch Disney movies. We like them, but it's just important to know some of the messages that are being sent in these movies so maybe they can be discussed so that we people just know that their entertainment not like real life um but today I do have my friend Chrissy with me who's going to help me discuss and look at the little mermaid uh Chrissy I met at work a long time ago and she was my roommate for a while Chrissy you want to say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself oh um hello everyone (laughs) it's my first time doing one of these but um just to give a quick background i grew up watching disney movies um it's myself and my older sister were just about three years apart so um growing up in the 90s disney was like everything to us it's all we watched um but one of the things i thought was interesting is like i grew up kind of like as a tomboy not trying to be like a Disney princess. So seeing the messages as a kid and even seeing them now, it's just interesting to see like how you take the plots or whatever when you're young and when you're older and just how things kind of line up. But at the same time, you're like, hey, that might not have been the best message to show like a young girl. So that's kind of my background on why I wanted to dive into this movie with you. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so like I said, we're going to go over Little Mermaid. I'm sure everybody has seen Little Mermaid, but in case you haven't, it is about Ariel, who is turning 16. I think it was her 16th birthday that she was supposed mm-hmm. to come out and do like a big performance for her voice because she has an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. Um, she's obsessed with the human world because she's forbidden to go there by her father. She goes up one night and saves a Prince Eric because his boat got shipwrecked in a storm and then she fell in love yeah sorry go ahead (laughs) she fell in love with him at first sight um but all he could remember about her i think was her voice so he was trying to find her based off her voice um the king found out about like her obsession and pretty much forbidden her to like ever go up to the ocean or the not the ocean the sea the land again Mm -hmm. um and then Ursula, which is, they call her the sea witch, finds out about this and she offers a deal to Ariel, like, I'll exchange your voice and I'll give you legs so you can go up, but she can no longer have a voice to talk to Prince Eric. So Prince Eric did fall in love with her looks, but he was still looking for the voice, so he didn't think she was the one girl. Um, and she had three days to get him to kiss her. And she got really close to it, so it scared Ursula. So then Ursula turned herself into, like, a beautiful girl and cast a spell on Eric and tried to marry him. And then Ariel broke that up, correct? Her and Flounder and all the little sea animals. Mm -hmm. And that exposed Ursula for who she was. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then ultimately they defeated Ursula and Ariel and Prince Eric got married. The overall kind of background of this. <laughs> All within three days. <laughs> yes, three days. <laughs> it's a lot going on in three days. Um, so first, just watching this movie as a kid, I think the few things I took from it was one, Ariel was a bit of a rebel because she was doing things that she wasn't supposed to as a mer person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might've been why I liked her. Also, this movie probably had one of my favorite songs. Um, what is it actually called? I just know the lyrics, the look at this stuff. The oh, when she had all of her, uh, I think that's part of your world. Yes. It's part of your yeah. world. So that one was one of my favorite songs. So I think that's why I also like this movie. Um, but second, it also gave me, like, this really weird, well, it put, like, this idea into your head that people like Ursula are, like, evil, they're scary, are manipulative. Um, and I think those are the three things that kind of sat with me as a kid when I watched this movie. Yeah. I don't know. How, how did you feel about it when watching it? Well, what you can remember watching it from a child's point like- of view. From what I could remember, I just thought, like, I, as a kid, thinking, okay, when I'm an adult, I'll know that I I have my happily ever after, if you will, if I find a guy and I, like, marry him, and then that would mean that I'm successful. Like, not really thinking about what do I want to do. It was more like the chase of finding true love, because that's what a lot of the Disney movies we watched mm. kind of, like, portrayed, so... Although I really liked Ariel's like curiosity and her being like courageous and finding things that she might have like not sh- shouldn't have gotten into, um, I still think like her giving up her whole life for a guy that she met. Like saying now, I think as a kid, I thought she was super cool and she had all this like cool stuff and like a hidden like closet or room, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and stuff. Like I thought that was super cool, and I thought the same thing as you, she was rebellious, but because her dad was mean and didn't want her to have any fun or, you know, go find her true love. But then once she found her true love, you're kind of like, okay, now what? (laughs) Yeah. Like what, what are you guys going to do next? Yeah. So I just remember thinking as a little girl, I have to fall in love to be happy and to be like successful or I don't know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of, you're right, a lot of the Disney princess movies, especially the older ones, some of the newer ones are starting to change their direction, but yeah. it gives you, or it gives the girl that idea, like, there's going to be a Prince Charming that comes and swoops you off your feet, and you never have to do anything again in life, and mm-hmm. and it wasn't, the funny thing is, Eric in this one, Prince Eric, didn't find really her, she kind of came in and saved him, which was a little opposite, of a lot of the yeah. other ones in that time. Yeah. Yeah. So she kind of came in and did save him, but it's still the whole thing of finding, you know, your Prince Charming. It has that. Um, speaking of Prince Charming, if we go into Eric a little bit, he's actually probably one prince that I don't really have much of issues with. Um, he was very humble because even at the beginning of the movie, when they first introduced him on the boat, they're talking about they're coming back from, I, they didn't say where, but pretty much Eric was meeting another real life princess 
mm-hmm. was supposed to fall in love with her so they can get married. Mm-hmm. But he would he said like I'm not just gonna marry someone because they're a princess. So he was actually humble and looking for somebody that he legit had feelings for. Um, the only thing about him, I'll say, well, with all the movies is obviously the girl for him had to be like beautiful. Like they had a, like beauty was a main factor in him finding love. Right. Like if it was, I guess, quote unquote, an average girl, who knows if he would have actually. Exactly. Like her. Nope. And then rewatching it now, currently, I thought the same thing. Like I never really thought he was a bad prince or a bad guy but in the song um kiss the girl when they're on the canoe Mm. there's dialogue or dialogue from him to her saying i don't even know your name but he's like about to kiss her and if you think like okay that's kind of weird like you don't know someone's name and you're gonna kiss them (laughs) but then that's when sebastian whispers to him oh this is her like her name is ariel and then she gets all excited but I think, I mean, it kind of goes into show, like, what you said. It He was mainly into her for her looks and for her singing. But, I mean, even without her being able to talk, he was still into her. Mm. But she was doing what she was just kind of there, like, for him to look at. Yeah, pretty much. Trophy. Or what is it called? Yeah. Trophy wife? Arm yeah. And we, well, okay. So, if we talk about Ariel, they did make her rebellious. Rebellious. Um... But one thing they gave her, which I don't really know if they gave the other princesses that early on, I want to say it was an over-sexualized body. Yeah, no, for sure. Watching that today, and then when you text me, she's only 16, I think of when I was 16, I still look like a child. Like, I look nothing to those curves, those hips. Not saying that girls can't, but... Yeah to show a young girl because I remember watching this movie as early as like four or five years old so yeah that's what I'm supposed to look like god forbid I don't have curves when I grow up it kind of messes with your head and you you have this what is like expectation yeah that that's how you have to look and if it doesn't happen then that's when like you have body image issues or self-esteem issues yeah so like they gave her the red hair which red if you know anything about i guess it's color theory red has a certain effect on people um it's kind of like well it's like a fiery type of thing but and it can either be like anger or it can just be a a, like a tense type of emotion but they gave her red hair which is fine give her a different color hair but and i get it she's a mermaid so her lower half is going to curve when she swims. But then they put really, really small little seashells on her mm-hmm. <laughs> for her tiny waist. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so they made her for a 16-year-old, super tiny waist, pretty decent-sized hips. I don't want to say her boobs are really big, but just because of the seashells, they were present. Um and I get it. Like, as a kid, you're probably not necessarily looking at it in any sexual type of way, but just thinking about the body image thing, like you said, it puts mm-hmm. an expectation of, oh, this is maybe what I need to look like in a bathing suit. 
And then they also hit us with the complete opposite when they brought in Ursula. Right. Who is, she was actually based off of um, a drag queen, Divine. Um, but her body image or her body was complete. It was big curves. Um, mm-hmm. Voluptuous. A negative way. Yeah. What they, they made it a way. Yeah, because she was outcasted kind of for how she looked. And mm-hmm. also the stuff that she did. Um, but she was very, like, outspoken, loud. Um, her makeup was over, like, drama. Um, but when, I don't know if you noticed, like, when she's singing her song and when she's, I guess, swimming, but, like, walking, I don't know what you want to call it, her hips are, like, straight, just, like, going side to side to side. And I was like, did you see that? You know, I was going to say, you know, what's funny is I didn't notice it, but my boyfriend noticed it. So we we were re-watching the movie together, but he fell asleep about halfway through. And he pointed out in one of Ursula's songs that she's, like, shimmying. Yes, and her boobs go right to the camera. Yeah, which I never noticed as a kid. And maybe I wouldn't have even noticed it now, but he was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And I was like, oh, yeah, I never, that never caught my eye before. Yeah. That. Yeah, so they, yeah, they give us Ariel, who's, like, oh, this light and, like, positive, and she's tiny, and then they give us <laughs> Ursula, who they literally dress in black and purple to give her a dark sense. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, it's nothing straightforward, like, of them saying, like, oh, being bigger or anything is bad, but all these type of little images are things you see in media, too, that subconsciously just keep building up in the back of people's heads of why we think there's a typical beauty standard when right. mm-hmm. there doesn't have to be everybody can be beautiful on their own terms like but we have things like Ursula that are trying to sh- like say one thing about them and then also like I said she was modeled after um, a drag queen so I don't know if Disney Disney intentionally did, like, she was inspired from her, but I don't know if Disney also had intention of, like, saying drag queens are negative as well. Like, I don't know if that was part of Disney's thing or not. Um, or but. just putting an image on, like, overly done makeup or mm-hmm. exaggerated features on your body, whether it's your chest, hips, whatever it may be, kind of, like, if that's the mold that you fit into, then as a kid, you're brought up to think that that's not good. You know? Yeah. You're outcasted. Mm-hmm. And Disney's, Disney's pretty good. Not good. I don't want to say good. Disney's pretty... They've done it a lot where the people that they outcast have more of a darker... A darker, like, color scale to them. Like, literally, like, the colors they choose to make them. Because Scar was the <laughs> other one. Oh, yeah. His fur was pretty dark brown, some of it black. And he was outcasted because how he looked, too. mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Disney, like, all those things, just putting certain colors in relation with negative. Also, the more and more it happens, the more and more it gets implanted into your head Mm -hmm. that you might not think you're thinking this way, but subconsciously you're relating like these dark purples, browns, grays, and blacks to something negative. 
subconsciously. Um, but we also have, okay, so then, then there's the unrealisticness of Ariel falling in love in three days. So you mentioned earlier how you liked her, but just like other princesses, she pretty much gave up her life because she found love, which how she found love in three days, I don't know. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> <laughs> but so they give her like these three days to so make Prince Eric um, fall in love with her, get true love's kiss. And I also feel like this sets up some unrealistic standards for young girls as well, thinking like, and I'm not going to say that there's not love at first sight. I'm sure there have been people when they first seen each other, there was some sort of passion or spark. Um, but I don't want to say that's for the masses. Like, I think more everybody else probably gen, like over time falls in love with somebody. Um, but what was your, like, what do you, what is your view when Disney does that? Like they push like, could some princesses fall in love in one day in movies? <laughs> Honestly, watching the older Disney movies, and specifically this one, watching them back now, it makes me pretty uncomfortable because, yeah, like, as a kid, you have no idea the concept of, like, time and what it takes to build, like, a real, real relationship, however you would want to define that, but a day and three days, I feel like it's not the best message to send a kid and then there was one part in the movie that again I didn't notice when I was little but re-watching it now um, Sebastian the little crab is actually giving Ariel advice on how to get Prince Eric to kiss her and again Sebastian I assume even though I guess he's a crab but he's the dad's like right hand man so the grown man and you're giving a 16 year old girl advice on how to kiss a guy that she doesn't even really know like to me that's kind of I get it it's believe story but again kids can't really differentiate this is not real at least not at a super young age but Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's uncomfortable (laughs) to think and I'm happy that a lot of Disney movies now don't really follow that same plot Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, I always think if I have a kid or kids, do I have to give them a pep talk before watching these movies and let them know, like, this isn't how you should see yourself or expect to fall in love? I felt like it in a way. I mean, I think there's some kids that will naturally just know, like, this is just entertainment. This is a story. But Mm -hmm. I have come across some girls in my life that I know pretty well that are like, they are like, I deserve the princess treatment and blah, 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 which is fine. Like if that's how you and your man get down, like Mm -hmm. go for it. But they've also stopped dating people or don't take interest in certain people because that guy doesn't 100% do like everything for them. And I'm like, girl. Like, (laughs) yeah. Come come back down to earth. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, but another thing I saw that was, um, I think this is probably the most, not most disturbing, but something that I saw a lot growing up in my life is when 
Ariel is and Prince Eric are about to kiss and then Ursula kind of gets shook and then turns herself into a pretty girl and she presents herself to Eric. It's like just from a very young age constantly putting women against each other. Days kind of innocent. I mean, I get it. He was casted like under her spell, but he still has like no blame in the like, responsibility held. It's Ariel versus Ursula or like wo- woman versus woman, you know? Yeah, you know what? I didn't even put two and two together, but that is completely right. And I, well, you know me, I have a big like issue with that and how it always seems that our competition, I don't want to say our competition, like me and you, but competition between women. It's is, like you're we're not raised to be proud of one another. We're raised to like compete. Yeah, like you learn how to cook this good so you can get a man or you learn right. how to, or like go, I don't know, whatever people tell each other, but things, it could be anything from like stay fit so you look the best or always get your makeup done, your hair done looking young so like a young girl doesn't snatch up your man or whatever like the the things that they tell us or make us yeah go by. so I thought that by Ursula transforming herself into a pretty girl for Eric to fall in love with it's just another like subliminal message for girls that you have to com- constantly compete to get the man or to get what you want it's never like teamwork that'll bring you guys together and even with Ariel's sisters they seem kind of like a bitchy or I don't know what one of them actually was seemed like one of them had a big attitude I forgot which one it was kind of like hating on their little sister and it's kind of like hey you guys are family and you're supposed to be there for each other but watching this movie as a little girl you think okay so me and my sisters are gonna fight over who has the best voice in this case or who has the best whatever talent it may be in real life so I thought that that like not cool that Disney does that a lot for young girls yeah because it leads them even into like this I mean that could go into this whole subject of how women just hate on each other instead of like Mm -hmm. you said supporting each other but it's small things or I don't know if you've ever had it but say could even have been like a friend at the time or something but say maybe they had I don't know a really good lipstick color you liked or a cool dress or they got their nails done that looked really nice and you're like oh where did you get that a lot of times more often than not you'll get a like oh it was a gift or oh I don't remember yeah yeah I always thought that's so weird like dude if someone asks me where I get something I don't care we all walk around in the same outfit like yeah But that's, like, women's way of being, like, no, I can't give up this information because (laughs) if they get it, maybe they'll go and get their nails done and it's going to look way better than mine. And now the man that I'm after is going to be, like, attracted to her. And it's, like, why does everything come down to, like, this crazy competition of who does and looks and whatever the best, but because of a partner, like, Instead of just like, oh, I want to be this good at work because, you know, I just want to be top of my division or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But I mean, and I thought it was because Ursula's overall goal wasn't to be with Prince Eric. It was to take over King Triton's like power or throne. Mm -hmm. 
will. But again, it's it's Disney kind of making a woman who wants to be powerful, like a conniving role, like an untrustworthy type of person. Like she's going to be sneaky and like ruin this poor girl's life so that way she can get what she wants. Yeah, which is, I feel like especially in the corporate world, people tend to oh yeah make women who are some sort of manager bosses ceos whatever they make them they're either like one of two things they're like the bitch that got there because mm-hmm. that's the only way you can be that powerful is because you have to be a bitch like that right. was sarcasm too nobody got that like, yeah it's not what <laughs> i believe but <laughs> yeah that's what a lot of society they'll be like oh like saying like know. yeah i guess yeah they'll be like, oh, she slept her way to the top. Yeah, it's never, or hard, I don't want to say never, it's hardly ever because she deserves it, or like, no, people hardly ever say she deserves it. It's always like, oh, she must know someone, or mm-hmm. she, I don't know, like, she did a favor for some reason. You it's never, it's never the same respect given as to when a male would get a promotion in the same role however you would word it you know yeah it's always some sort of like you said she didn't get that on her own something mm-hmm. assisted her to get there and it's just like right. why can't that girl just be as good as she is at his job like why does it have to be like other things yeah um and then the one other thing that we kind of talked about a little bit but we didn't really dive into it that i that i had an issue with in this is the fact that Ariel was so rebellious and so like wanting you know wanting different than just being stuck in the mar world like mm-hmm. wanting to experience other stuff and then like you said the moment she met Eric all of that went out the way so it's like Disney presents us with these like at first, these strong women, and I'm not saying you, a person falling in love makes you less strong. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you giving up everything about yourself just for that love. Right. Like, Disney's, like, halfway there with making her courageous and wanting to do her own thing and gain her, her own experiences, but I feel like they fall very short when it comes to the reason why it's always or majority of the time it's because of a guy it's not because that's truly what she wants for herself it's to like yeah it's to to be with a guy so and then they just like have them forget about themselves completely Mm -hmm. like I feel like the character always goes 180 because Belle did the same thing I'm trying to remember other ones Um, I think I don't think well, Jasmine did. But well, Aladdin was it was kind of flipped because Jasmine was the one who's royal. Yeah. But it's still kind of like okay, you have your happily ever after, you found your prince. Now that's your life. That's what you need to be happy with. Yeah, like you could still have you could still fall in love, you could still have your dreams, you could still mm-hmm do you and also still have your like happy relationship I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to that like in real life like 
people have probably lost themselves in relationships learn how to find yourself again yeah um, and then, not everyone ending is getting married or starting a family you know i feel like that's a very old school way of defining happily ever after yeah and now i'm happy that it's not all about that especially like in kids movies so they they can think outside of the box that we grew up kind of in and this and once again there's nothing wrong with people or women that are perfectly happy being a stay-at-home mom my mom yeah my mom was pretty much stay-at-home mom nothing against them but if you are somebody that has dreams that's more of what we kind of mean like just keep them like Disney seems to just shut them down <laughs> once yeah. love comes into the picture. This should have been a girl's only dream or goal in life was find your prince and you'll live happily ever after and who cares what happens to you after that. <laughs> Don't worry, the prince will take care of everything. That's pretty much what they're saying. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you caught this or not, or if I might be reaching, but do you feel kind of like it was, what do I want to call it? I don't want to say Romeo and Juliet, but I guess a metaphor for possibly like interracial dating. Oh, for sure. And I even wrote down in my notes um, when King Triton finds out that she's even curious about the human world on the surface he calls humans barbarians and he's like i forbid you to go to the surface and like basically leave your kind for a human or whatever it may be so yeah i i totally got that like analogy that it was kind of like like a board like you can you can directly i feel like relate that to like what you said an interracial couple Mm -hmm. you to go to a different culture or marry into a different culture because they're not like us yeah and that i feel like was probably more more present when we were kids i i I feel like society has changed somewhat even though i've still seen and experienced like the other end of it but i feel like when we were younger it was probably a lot more present of people not being accepting of interracial dating like 20 years ago or how old are we now 30 we're 30 <laughs> we're the 30 club no and i i grew up it my parents are an interracial couple so i feel like in my house i wasn't super like exposed to that but mm-hmm. up a little bit older like early teen years and kind of seeing how people would look at my mom and dad together and then me and my sister I mean obviously we look more like my mom than my dad but I know trust me I'm not trying to like say that we had it bad at all but just growing up and seeing that people still kind of have like their opinions about it even if they don't say anything is just weird because obviously like who cares at this point well, you can totally just see it in people's faces. Like, even when I'm out with just hanging out with friends, like, I went and had lunch maybe, like, two months ago, was it? With, like, mm-hmm. an old friend from high school. He mm-hmm. was black and half Mexican. And, like, we're sitting waiting for, like, our table. And 
it's just look after look and I'm like are we back in like I don't understand like like the 50s who cares and I'm like well we're not even like we're sitting like on opposite ends of the bench too just because that's how it happened but it's just right what is going on like it's It's the craziest thing but I mean I guess in the end Disney did promote positivity because Trident got over it and like approved of the wedding but I'm wondering, mm-hmm. what if he never did get over it? Like, would Ariel still have went and married him? But it's still kind of, she still left her family, whether he approved of it or not. Yeah. So it's like. But Eric's, Prince Eric, well, I guess there's a different though, because she was a mer person, then she turned into a human. So it's not like he was had anything to base it off of. Because I was going to say, he never had a problem with her. Even when he found out she was a mermaid. But I think because she changed for him. Yeah. <laughs> she grew feet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the other way. I know that there, you, you had mentioned there's a part two, and I have no idea what it's about, but if yeah, it were yeah. the round where he had to turn into a mermaid, who knows? Like, who knows how that would have been perceived. And that's the other thing about Ariel. So I don't know if people know, but the very original story of The Little Mermaid, it's like some fairy tale, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, is actually really dark. Because when they explain Ariel's changing from the fin to the feet, Mm -hmm. it goes into like a crazy description of like how painful it was, all the bones that were broken, and how the fin actually like split into two to form the feet like it's actually a really dark story but all that to say is she you you just said it and it clicked in my head she completely changed who she was for him so you can almost relate it to like say if you start dating a new person and they're like oh I don't like I don't know if your hair is blonde I don't like blonde hair I only like brunettes like you go and actually change yourself for them or even more like if you're not very busty and you're with a guy who you think is your true love and they have a thing for bustier women, you go get a boob job or a nose job, like physically permanently mm-hmm. change body. And it's again. for another person. Like there's people, I get it um, once again, not against plastic surgery, but, and I know a lot oh. of people do changes for themselves, but if you're literally changing yourself for someone just to stay in love with you, I feel like that's kind of an issue. Yeah, if if you're doing it for yourself, by all means, more power to you, your body, your choice, totally. But again, Disney's not putting out that message. Disney's putting out the message, or in this movie, Disney's saying Ariel wants to be with Eric, with Eric therefore she has to change fins into legs forever. Yeah. And now she can't breathe underwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and breathe in the, she can only breathe air. Yeah, it's a complete, like, change yourself if you think you're in true love, which mm-hmm. I'm not okay with. But once again, to each their own. <laughs> to each their own. Um, so, yeah, it seems that Ariel, with this movie, I feel like there's a lot of just, like, body image issues overall that have to do with it and it's something 
like I said, when you're a little kid and you're watching all this, and I'll speak from, I guess, a little girl's perspective because I don't know what, I guess, a little boy might take from it other than, I don't know, looks maybe or something. <laughs> um, but like taking things as a little girl, as you totally think beauty is the main factor of love. And I get it, there, there does have to be an attraction between you and your partner. So you and your partner do need to probably find each other attractive. But mm-hmm. I don't think we should feed it as like beauty just tops everything. And it's also this almost impossible standard of beauty to achieve. Like you can relate it to like the crazy Instagram models we see now, like their bodies, like mm-hmm. it's a standard that we have like in this, well, even like the fashion world has these high standards that I'm the same majority of women can never achieve that without some sort of plastic surgery, which is money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're just all thinking like, it just puts these ideas into you as a little kid of what you need to do to be a successful woman. And what a successful woman is, is finding your true love and getting married when there's a lot more that you could do as a woman. And more, sp- I think more specifically, and especially in this movie is not just beauty, but like skinny like you have to be skinny to be even considered beautiful because again looking at how they portray ursula like a bigger she an octopus squid yeah they made her i don't know i don't know how she went from because she was originally like i looked up ursula's backstory and i guess she was originally a mermaid but somehow she got turned into an octopus i think maybe when she got banned from like their city yeah yeah Uh uh-huh so I don't, but yeah, I'm not sure how the whole octopus legs came into, but yeah, she is octopus. So. But yeah, just, and I, I was talking to my boyfriend when we were watching it and he was just kind of saying like, his message from it was watching, watching a movie like this as a, as a boy, it, you touched base on it already. I'm just reiterating is mm-hmm. that you for a girl that's pretty and if she so happens to have an extra talent or two then so be it but it's kind of like that's it you don't really go into the depth of the person she is or like any characteristics like what what is she into um Mm. like she's cute okay cool let me give her a kiss (laughs) you're right ariel actually has no other than being rebellious there's no there's no depth to her like if you think yeah. about Belle, she liked to read, so we knew that she was very I don't like necessarily want to say educated, but yes, she had mm-hmm. she liked to read. Um so she had some sort of depth behind her character, but other than Ariel just defining her dad, which is typical for a sixteen year old, I don't I think that's completely fine. Most sixteen year olds probably define their parents at some point. Um but other than that we don't really know what she does. Like, like she'll collect things. <laughs> yeah. She'll sing. Um, yeah, like it doesn't really give her like that much depth as mm-hmm. a young lady or young woman. Yeah, so, yep, we're 100% Prince Eric just fell in love with looks. <laughs> just fell in love with looks. Um, 
Is there anything else you want to add to this? I feel like we had a lot of the good subjects on here. I was going to put just my ending notes after rewatching the whole thing. And again, it's not to single out Disney. I love Disney movies. They're my childhood, even current. I love them. But if I put maybe girls of our generation wouldn't have sex at such a young age if they weren't exposed to love stories at such a young age. Like now that I'm older, I think it's kind of weird how many movies show teenagers, you know, high school age kids, um, having sex, falling in love, getting married, all of that. Even my favorite movies growing up. Um, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not like anti-love stories, but I think if as a kid we were shown, maybe that wasn't that normal. Like maybe we wouldn't have been sexually active at such a young age. <laughs> I could see that. And I never even... I don't think I put two and two together, but no, that could be huge because even it's not, like your basic cartoons is about falling in love. Or even any, like one of my favorite movies is The Notebook and they're high school kids. They are, right? When they first started yeah. off. Because when they get back together, they're like... 20s? He's barely out of college. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's based off of a book, but again, it's like that movie came out when I was... A teenager I forget what year but just thinking of how many things I saw growing up as like teenage sex scenes mm -hmm. maybe it wouldn't be so normal if it wasn't like glamorized so much cartoon this is very true and it wouldn't be something that maybe kids think they had to search for at such a young age too that, yeah like, like ever after you don't that's you can focus on something else mm. I do think with the generations some things have changed like if you go back to probably like our parents and our grandparents generation like I know my grandma I think got married like at 14 or 15 yeah um that's a whole different it's a whole different story we can talk about another day yeah. but and she started having kids that young but back then at least I'll say I guess in our culture I mm -hmm. guess that long ago, that was like the common age to start having kids and get married. So maybe these movies and stuff and tales that were created were created in that time where it was a little more common for like a 16 year old or something. But as I feel like as we've come into like the late 90s and the 2000s, even I'll say in the 1980s, the time frame on the time frame society gives women because I hate time frames but mm -hmm. has changed like it's not expected anymore for you to be like married by like 21 and have kids like some people still you know go by that live by it a of thinking yeah yeah but nowadays it's a lot more acceptable for that woman to go off to school get her career or not even go to school just do something else um and then maybe get married in your late 20s or your 30s but mm -hmm. There is still, I'll say speaking from somebody in their 30s, there is, society still has judgment for your 30s if you haven't done any of that. But I think it's changed a little bit. So maybe the stories now, like if new stories are to get created, they might be able to put a different time frame on it instead of giving us like a 16-year-old, maybe we'll get a 26-year-old. Yeah, like the movies that do have 
a younger main character the whole plot of the movie isn't her or him trying to find a partner you know like one of the movies that i'm watching on repeat because of my nephew is moana mm-hmm. but like i love that plot because she's a young girl and yes she has a lot of responsibility on her plate but there's nowhere in that movie is there a love story which i think is appropriate for a little girl or a little boy watching that movie like you don't have to just focus on finding love from mm-hmm. like the yeah it just gave it was just a story for them it wasn't mm-hmm. like to... it's still yeah like it, it, there's just so much more development i think in kids movies now that we didn't get when we were little at least watching like the disney princess movies and i don't know if moana is considered a disney princess i think she I think she might be, because doesn't she technically, like, I've only seen that movie once, to be completely honest with you, but I feel like... She's the daughter of the chief of the head of yeah. the village. She's, like, next in line for ruling their village, whatever. But, yeah, it's like they they don't have a love interest for her. Which is good, because isn't she, like, super young, too? So if they would have, it would have kind of been... She's like 15, 16 years old. Yeah, she it would have kind of been creepy. Yeah. Yeah, so. But yeah, it's good to see a change. A little bit, at least a little bit of a change. Yeah. In where some of these movies are going for kids. Because, oh man. Because I would think about like the ones I watch with my nephew and it's Cars. And there is a little bit of a love story in Cars. But I don't know if kids can catch on to that one. Oh, like the the Porsche, Porsche? car? I forgot yeah. her name. But I think the good thing about cars is, like, you can't... It's hard to put, um, like, subconsciously, like, a body image. Too. Yeah, yeah, so... And you don't really you don't really ever see them doing anything because they're cars, so it's not even, like, you can see them holding hands or anything, like... Right. But I do feel like that love story, it's not the main focus of that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's him racing but so yeah so we're getting a little bit of a different perspective now these days um but all of these old disney princess movies they're always going to be classics and i feel like kids are probably always gonna watch them of course yeah so it's like to me i'm just thinking if i had a niece or if i was with my niece um like watching a movie or something I would probably want to tell her, like, you know, it's not a Prince Charming in everybody's life. Like, yeah, you'll find a great person one day, but, you know, don't forget about yourself. Yeah, or you don't look like this or do this to yourself for a boy or girl. To- yeah. Um, I think that's all we got on Little Mermaid today. <laughs> it's fun. I want to thank Chrissy for joining us today. I'm sure she will probably be back on other subjects in the future. She's a pretty close friend of mine. And we've always had some funny talks in our experiences. And like I said, we even used to live together. Mm -hmm. Sure (laughs) did. We are living proof that you could live with a friend and still be friends with them after you are no longer roommates. Because everybody always says, don't move in with friends. I know, like some urban legend curse or something yeah we like, moved them wrong <laughs> yes we are still friends <laughs> yeah. um 
couple of guests. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Um, so go ahead. Say finish off your drink if you poured yourself one at the beginning of the episode. Um, but we'll catch you next time. Ooh, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye, guys.